spirit leading this realm There's a God up in heaven, that's the devil in hell There's a mother, she's crying, cause her babies are dying And the father in jail, with a son by his side But our father, he loves us, unlike any of us Gave his only beloved, 316 on the cross I know where you're going, if you live in that light Don't be perfect among us, but in the dark we are light Spreading the news If you live in a lie You ain't gonna die with the truth This is Matt and Mom Live It's real, it's raw, it's relevant The show is about the topical, the conversational But most importantly, the purposeful We hope to develop and distribute hope to the broken We pray that this show blesses you today Alright, we're back at it again. This is Matt and Mom Live. It's real, it's raw, it's relevant. We thank you for once again tuning in today. We do hope that we can develop and distribute hope to your life, that we may bring some type of joy to any type of misery that you're currently facing, that you can learn to see God in all circumstances. So this would be, Mom, the Anniversary Edition show, Episode 3. So as we've kind of gone over the past two weeks, the anniversary is for the year that I've been out. August 3rd, 2014, I was released, and now we are about two and a half, three weeks into August, and we're just talking about how far God has taken me in such a short period of time, really. Yes, you know, I remember one of the things that so many people asked me was, what will he do when he gets out? Where's he going to work? And I have to tell you, Matt, there were many nights prior, right when you were ready to be released, that I would feel that anxiousness in my heart. In term, and I, when I say anxiousness, I mean anxiety. I'd lay awake at night and say, "Lord, what? Where will he work?" But you never, even when we talked to you about this in prison, you would look at us with that Matt Mayer, beautifully bright-eyed look, and say, "Why are you asking me that? God has it." And it's so true because the minute you got out, so many opportunities immediately opened up. Let's talk a little bit just about, okay, we all know that, or maybe we don't. For our new listeners, prior to Matt going away, he was given the opportunity to actually uh, go into schools and speak as the, I'm that guy in a program called That Guy. Sure. I was able to speak out about my story, which was still fresh considering the time frame that the invitation was extended to go into schools in that fall season, less than three, four months shy of a sentencing day that was set in stone, January 7th, 2010, and not court mandated, um, had nothing to do with getting time off of a sentence. Actually, I chose to do it after I signed my plea bargain to the highest charge, first degree aggravated manslaughter, and a time set of prison between five and 10 years. So with that, and the alliance, the South Jersey Traffic Safety Alliance, agreeing to support me in this mission because they opened the doors for it, I spoke out. 34 different schools, over 10,000 different people. And that is kind of the birth, really the catalyst of what we call, and I hate even saying this, I really do on the inside, the Matt Mayer story. And you guys um, created a website in my absence to put that presentation online, but also the idea to write thoughts from prison, a journal, so you can post them on Facebook, Mom, so people were knowing how I was doing. And that turned into me writing a daily blog to be posted on that website. And that 
basically got 80,000 unique visitors in the first several months, and that was kind of the, the momentum. And I realized early on that every time that you accept an opportunity that it doesn't look certain, there's no certainty in it at the time, but you accept an opportunity to be accountable and integrity-filled, God's in it. Yes, and that was just the beginning. That was the springboard because that was the foundational piece that upon release, they immediately contacted you again. Right, same alliance, South Jersey Traffic Safety Alliance, a director, a guy named Tim Chelius. He uh, was amazing in orchestrating this and saying, we, we will do whatever it takes to support you, Matthew. And um, in that process, they also contacted State Farm and submitted a application on my behalf for grant and state farm came back and said we will support this and we will fund this so um you know we're probably fast forwarding a lot of details but to have state farm a national maybe an international i don't know insurance company go out on the limb to fund not presentations not a message you know what they had to skim through all of that they had to fund somebody like me you know, to go out on a limb and put their name on what I am, Mom, a convicted felon. But they saw the value. They saw the impact. They saw the feedback. They saw the message, and they were willing to overlook the label. And you know what? That's kind of the opposite of society. You know, Mom, many people will see the message and hear the message, but they refuse to overlook the label. And that's sad. But I learned this, and this is a quote. It's a cliche quote, and it, it could either sound profound or you can take it and think about it and realize that God is willing to do this, and it will change your life. And you know what the quote was? And I read it early on. It was this. God is willing to make much of himself through a man or woman who allows him. Think about that. God is willing to make much of himself. Through a man or woman who allows him to do so. So I said, you know what? Let me be sold out. I'm going to allow God to make much of himself through me and my circumstances. And that, mom, was the mindset that I had. You saw in visits that I was saying, if God brought me all this way, why wouldn't he provide? You know, in fact, he provided the very setting for me to develop a gift. Two gifts that I never realized I had. Writing. And speaking, teaching, to develop that gift while I was in isolation would be the exact prerequisite for him to allow me to deploy it, that same gift, when I got released. You know, God will take you through seasons and cycles. And what he's trying to do is to get you to see what's inside of you. There's a gift. There's a purpose on the inside of you. If you don't take time to develop it, then the opportunity that should come for that gift to be deployed on and in will be delayed. God pushes those things back because you're not mature enough, Mom. The, the word is maturity to handle the responsibility. And I knew all that. You know, I knew all that and I was experiencing that. So I realized when I get out of here, it's only be a matter of time, not my time, but God's time, knowing his economy, before he allows me to have a platform to speak or write. And we see that today in some pretty unique ways and some unique avenues. And at the end of the day... None of these opportunities, Mom, were sought out after by our family or myself. 
that's the remarkable piece of it. Yeah, that is the beauty of it. Um, just something that was going through my head. There are many people, in fact, most pastors go to seminary. I always tell people, Matt did not go to seminary to teach the things that God taught him. He went to a cemetery. And in that cemetery, it was the death of himself. And in the death of himself, God has arisen loud and clear. And so it is just so awesome to watch and see him use these gifts and talents that were buried in him until his death. And so let's just talk a little bit about, all right, so State Farm then had a grant. And now how many students would you say you did just this year since you've been out? Under the State Farm grant, because now we're going to talk about a whole nother cycle of speaking that you're doing that is that is not secular but spiritual. Spiritual. I forget the exact number. I wrote the number down because I had to know this for something I did recently. I think, Mom. Um, I think it's been. I want to say close to twenty or thirty thousand students. Yeah, I think it's thirty thousand. From what I recall, because I remember we were putting something together. Yeah, it was maybe 30,000 students and then probably another additional 20,000, um, whether it was a ministry, speaking engagement, or other type of venue. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, there's been that message that has gone forth. And I usually say to the kids, you know, I want you, you to see me, use me, and do better than me. And don't support me, the man, Matt Mayer. Support the message, the message excuse me, and the mission. And the message and the mission applied in their lives personally – practically will change their lives and it isn't really just about decisions and, and, and choices it kind of brings to life the idea of how fragile life is and your perspective must continually be um, checked so it doesn't get cloudy it doesn't get foggy you don't get caught up in things and a lot of the, the, the youth of today they're doing things that are basically I not not forced upon them but it's like the way society is and some of them are reckless but it's it's constituted as fun because of the age you know go to the party and just have the time of your life or make sure you experience as much much pleasure as possible because when you hit a certain age then you have to grow up and the devil loves that he'll exploit that he'll draw those students further away from the truth using that and you know what mom we've met how many people many families that had said their son or their daughter they didn't start out that way Slowly but surely, they got caught up in that lie, and now those people, whether they've overdosed or whether they're in facilities themselves or prison, I mean, it was the life of the devil that started somewhere. So that's what the message really is. It's kind of being a, a detour in front of their faces saying, hey, you see what I did? You see where I was? Now use me and do better than me. And it's a raw presentation. I think State Farm has showed up probably maybe four or five times, different reps from their company and every single time one of the main reps uh, her name is jennifer young she comes to the the presentations and she says i can't believe no matter how many times i see this matt i get something new out of it every time and it wow. hits me every time you know that says a lot because if you can hear something over and over again it may kind of get numb kind of like the gospel to many christians but for it to have an impact and be compelling every time you hear it that is not me I try to really die to myself before I go into those even public or secular schools so that God, the Spirit of God, may have his way. And there's a Bible message. It's in, let me think. I forget the book. It's a prophet. And it is a prophet telling the people this message. And he's not Bible bashing or beating them over the head about God. He just tells them, hey, consider your ways. Consider where you are. Consider your own life. And now consider 
where that is taking you. And a lot of times the youth don't take that opportunity to think, hey, is this benefiting my life? Is this bringing anything of value to my life or my family? No, they don't. They just get caught up in it. We get caught up in it. And a lot of times when the carpet's pulled out from underneath of us, it's too late. Then the assessment comes in, right? Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have hung with them. And I really kind of encourage those who I come in contact with to think about where they are right now. Do some introspection. Think about where God has brought you through, where he's brought you from, and what he's trying to teach you now. Because what you learn now is going to be very beneficial for where God wants to take you later. So that's the state farm. That's the, the, the opportunity and the it's a basically job with um, the Be Still Foundation funded by State Farm to do my speaking engagements. And that was uh, the first opportunity upon release. Right. Okay. And I know you are passionate when you do those but they are secular because you are in the public school. And I know that you leave the kids with some very profound moral issues as such as respect and responsibility and restraint, which is all wonderful. But the matters of your heart are truly to confess of your faith in Christ and what Christ has done. And so while you're speaking for State Farm, you are contacted by someone else. Now, let's talk a little bit about that job at Coastal Christian Ocean City. So that's a church in Ocean City, downtown Ocean City, New Jersey. It's a resort town. It's actually known as America's Favorite Family Resort. Beautiful history there. They're actually a dry town, which means they're not allowed to sell alcohol in that city. And you know what? There's a lot to that. The thriving and success of that city can be traced back to that law or that whatever it is, really. And it's such a clean city, and there's a church there, and the lead pastor is a guy named Matt Stokes. And he basically heard of me and my story through my now father-in-law, Jamie Peterson. And they have a kind of history and friendship where Jamie, my father-in-law, is telling Matt Stokes about me and my story. And that piqued his curiosity. So he did his research. He went to the website. So his interest was to meet me. But in the back of his mind, Matt wanted to bring me on board because he saw the influence that God had given me with the youth. And it was a church where they have a lot of different families coming through every summer, a vacation town. There was a lot of potential for a student ministry under, I guess, my leadership. So when we first met, he really held no punches. He said, listen, I'm going to ask you a few questions, but I, I want you to be part of our, what we got going on. And like he held nothing back. And he said he, he wanted to know where I was. What do you think about this? Did you ever consider being a, a pastor or, or consider to be in that position? And I told him, I said, uh, to be honest with you, no. I never saw myself as any type of pastor. I more saw myself as an evangelist, the gift of evangelism, which was going and spreading the good news and sharing and being an instigator of integrity and the things that I'm actually doing. Um, so I'm not ordained, as you said, and I was in a cemetery, not a seminary, and I learned not only intellectual concepts and theological concepts, but I saw the practical applications of those, and I saw those things in Bible verses come to life before my very eyes. I saw demon-possessed people 
I saw things that would blow a pastor's mind in hell on earth. And never to discredit what the educational value behind those, but God may choose a different past for different people and still ordain them to do his work. I mean, you go back in history, you're going to have to run into a lot of great men of God that never went to seminary. In fact, the seminary-like men were the religious folk that Jesus rebuked. And his seminary was a wilderness experience driven by the Holy Spirit, which God the Father sent him into to test drive his son to show him off to the devil, to let him know he had touched down and you weren't going to have none of it. And his ministry to men sinners and saints and even the religious folk of their day was to save them, to offer them salvation. And really that is what makes you a minister. When you are extending salvation through word, through written form, through common day engagements, you are a minister. So whether you're in a church, in a pulpit, in a sanctuary, you have been ordained, Mom, for ministry. Through your consistent conduct. That is even above all. Right. You could have all that head knowledge. Well, you could teach on love all you want, but That's when right. you're put in a situation to love what is hateful or what somebody, you, you want to love the unlovable, that's when all those uh, intricacies of, of seminary and, and education, that's where they meet the road or that's where that gets you ditched on the side of the road. Or, and that's the reality, really. So. Um, if God leads me to go to uh, a seminary or a Bible college in the future, I always say, God, if that's your will, you be so clear with it, and I will follow. However, Pastor Matt Stokes, from the beginning, has said, hey, that's not a problem with us. That is so amazing. That it, is so It is amazing ordained. because I think a lot of churches um, may invite me to speak and share my testimony, and as they extend their arm to shake my hand, they leave that stiff arm out as they push me out the exit. <laughs> but Coastal Christian said they shook my hand and he pulled me in. So many things I think about with Coastal Christian, too. The fact that we started out by saying it is a dry town, no alcohol. Wow, the irony of that, that you are having such an effect on the young people that are growing up in a town that already bans alcohol. And yet you're the poster boy on how alcohol can destroy your life. Right. God has such a sense of humor. And again, a lot of the Christian churches, uh, even locally, be real, have not even extended a hand to say, hey, come in and share your testimony as powerful as it is because it's threatening. Instead of seeing the field and the, the workers few and the harvest, you know, so much harvest out there that's to be gleaned, you have a church... A thriving church, thirty a miles big from church, where I'm at, thirty miles away, that has, through I believe, God ordained the perfect church with the perfect leader pastor. Yep. To not care what others would even say, but to say this kid is on fire for God, and we want him. Yeah, that's remarkable. So that's the the second position. Once again, um, the positions that God has given to me all have the common thread of this giant word, influence. And if you are a Christian today, that means you have influence. How are you using it? You're either influencing people in the wrong direction, or you have the opportunity and the authority of the Spirit to instigate them and influence them in the right direction. So I take that influence seriously. I did while I was away. I do now that I'm out. And whether it's writing, like books, 
or articles, and we'll get into that in a future episode, the other opportunities that God has uh, blessed me to basically deploy after development. And uh, you know what? I sit there, and I'm uh, either speaking to the main congregation, which is kind of strange that the lead pastor or associate pastor would trust me to be in the main fellowship, and then I'm speaking to the student ministries. But all these settings, these opportunities, I'm always sitting there and just cracking up on the inside saying, what am I doing up here? And only God could have put me up here and provided the resources to bring all this through. And again, we close with me reminding you and reminding myself that God will make much of himself through the person or individual who allows him to do so. If you want to make much of yourself, then God allows you. He's a perfect gentleman. He'll bow down to your will to assert you. But if you want to make, allow him to make much of himself, then you watch as he will magnify himself and continually put his hand upon that individual. And there's a Bible verse. It's in Chronicles. It really does say that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole world. You know what he's searching for? The Bible verse says, a heart that is loyal to him. That's what God's eyes are looking for. A heart that is loyal to him. So, we hope you can tune in next week. We're going to continue this thread. This is the third edition to our, or this is the third episode to our anniversary edition. It's been a year since I've been released, and we just want to share what God has done in our lives, and hopefully you can start seeing where he's working in your life. Again, we close all shows reminding you that the clearest testimony you have isn't the one you share with your mouth verbally that people listen to. It's the one you live with your life that people see. You may be the only Bible somebody reads. Psalm 4610, be still and know that God is in complete control. Thank you. Y'all people ain't knowing He breathed in my lungs And spared me from Satan And now that I love Even my loved ones they hate Waiting patiently Pacing for me to fall on my face But I'm falling in faith Pardon me for his grace There's a battle out there Spiritly in this realm There's a God up in heaven There's a devil in hell There's a mother she's crying Cause her babies are dying And the father in jail With a son by his side but our Father, He loves us, unlike any of us. Gave His only beloved, 316 on the cross. I know where you're going, if you live in that light. Though we're perfect among us, but in the dark we are light. Thank you, Jesus, I love you. Help me spread the good news. If you live in the lie, you ain't gonna die with the truth.
missing. You guys that are running the street, y'all think y'all doing something different. Nah. Don't you know they've been watching that block that you're on since before my time? Wow. So what makes you think that you're doing something different? You want to do something different? Put your faith in Christ. I've been there.